I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey everyone, Mark from Guitar Nerds here, just letting you know what we talked about on this week's Patreon episode. We actually took some questions, the first one from Hunter, who asked our opinion of the Fender Modern Player Starcasters, and we also took a question from David, who asked us for recommendations on very, very heavy distortion pedals. If you want to hear our thoughts on those things, head to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where you can support the podcast from as little as $1 a month. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. Ah, yes. I love we've put the spurious claim right up front in the podcast. but The yeah. bit about Joe Branton. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we acknowledge him as an actual human when really he's just, thank a, you, thank he's you. just a Russian bot He's barely troll. here. Yeah, he's most of the time consciously he's barely uh, he's barely conscious is what I'm saying. In body but not mind. I tell you what, that beanie is going further up your head, isn't it? it oh, is he's it? just rolling it. It keeps rolling up. How many rolls are on that beanie? Uh, I have two rolls. I think that's the okay. current fashion standard. <laughs> the rolls are getting bigger each time. I uh, I sort of I check it out on, on what what how I'm supposed to be rolling my hat on Vice. Yeah, uh, on Vice's website, and then I uh, make the appropriate amount of rolls. It's getting more and more just like um, a little yarmulke. I no, I just I'm really into fishermen. Okay, and fisherman's I, friend. There's a like there's fisherman's a pub uh, local to us in Brighton. Uh, actually, it doesn't exist anymore, but it used to be a great pub called the Northern Lights, which was a Scandinavian themed bar, I guess. And did you ever go there? And yeah, yeah they were I did. Spe- special. They specialise in their vodkas. My friends. Used did you to just work ask there? whether Joe has been there. into? A yeah, pub I know. In I realised that was a mistake. But one of the things that they did there, they was fisherman's friend vodka, and it was fantastic. Minty it was vodka. super, super minty. They also did one that was called, like... I think it was called Tar Vodka, and it tasted like when you, the pavement. You got something like Tar? <laughs> yeah, Tar, mate. Tar, thanks very much. Tar, tar, tar. Something like that, anyway. Um, thanks, for, uh, thanks for joining us uh, this evening, if you're, if you're listening to this. Lots of uh, stuff. We've got two more episodes left before the Christmas break, so there's lots to pack in. As you would imagine, it's not particularly news-heavy around this time, although we have got some new stuff from Gordon Smith Guitars, um, a new pedal from Frederick Fex, some new stuff from Way Huge Pedals, and a brand new pedal from One Control, who's a company that I know that you've been enjoying recently, Joey B. Yeah. Um, you know who they are. Yeah, yeah, I do. Good. Um, and uh, some stuff to talk about in our kind of um, pre-gear of the year uh, kind of build-up, some things that we've been trying. I made a little excursion out to uh, to try a couple of bits. but um, Joey, I can't believe you left your house, honestly. I know, yeah. it's terrifying. Um, Joey B, uh, the Christmas Christmas on the streets is, is terrifying. There's so many people out there, and they're all either walking really slowly or they're walking into you. Yeah, it must be a frightening experience for you. I'm telling you, when I am prime minister, slow walking is going to be banned because people who walk too slow are literally the worst people on earth. Bright streets are very narrow as they, well. They are, and if you got a couple of people just doddering along, it's like, no, I've got somewhere to be. Kensington Gardens, the road that's adjacent to Gack, is just it's just the worst. Unless I've got to go to somewhere on that street, I will avoid walk it. around it, even though it takes longer because you'll 
you'll do you'll be quicker yeah you're absolutely right i can i can actually identify with that this is a no slow walkers podcast if you're a self-identifying slow walker stop listening now yeah please turn up throw your phone out the window unless you've started walking slowly because you've nearly got to where you're going and you want to hear the rest of it uh no no if you're walking (laughs) if you're walking slowly uh, in any situation i hate you and um throw your phone in the bin right now and stop listening Thanks, um, Joey B. You've been yes. uh, you've been doing some recording this week. What have you uh, What have you been doing? Yes, I went to uh, I went to NWFA uh, Studios. NWFA in what? NWFA Nice okay. Weather for Airstrike Studios in Pulborough. Um, I went there this weekend and I took everything from the 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 guitar nerds. Well, everything that I could possibly fit in a very small Skoda. City go. Have you got and, a uh, No, it hired a car. Um, and and yeah, and I fit all the all the pedals and a few guitars and took them and went and saw what everything sounded like, and it was properly awesome. What um what stood out? So the real highlight. I was really looking forward to getting to have a look at the Line Six Helix LT and the Head Rush. Yeah, you'd obviously had a look at both. We and talk, I think yeah, we talked about we this talked last about week, this last didn't we? Week. A sort of bit of a head to head. But you've actually because I had them sort of a week and a half apart. Mm-hmm. But you actually had them head to head. So yeah, you you did it on headphones with both, and I think we agreed that you'd said you preferred you preferred the 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 drive sounds and and just i guess the the range of sounds from the line 6 product i think the line 6 sounds better in general right but you thought obviously the interface was was the, a, a little bit more idiot proof on the Oh, but it's not even just—it's not even about being idiot-proof. The headrush is actually a joy to use, yes. and it's like basically sitting in a room with a load of pedals and a load of amps, and you can quickly grab them, plug stuff in, set up different chains. You can do a ton of stuff. Whereas the Helix is not quite as kind of no. intuitive as that. So I absolutely found that. So it was it, there were two reasons for me going. I, I, I wanted to check out all the. Um, all the guitar nerd stuff. I was going to shoot some videos, take some photos, do loads of stuff with the guitar nerd's gear. But also, my girlfriend was recording her solo project, and she wanted some guest guitar on it on the first day. And so I didn't know exactly what she was going to use. So she didn't I thought, get you to play, did she? Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's, it's simple. It's simple stuff. But um, uh, I didn't know what she was going to want, and so I so it made sense for me to grab either the Helix or the Headrush. Yeah. And um, I knew the the head rush was going to be the easier to use out of the box, so I set that up. I I ran and I was I really liked this setup. I ran the head rush um, into the Moore Baby Bomb. Oh yeah, the little amp, the little thirty watt amp, which is the size of a Moore pedal. Um, I put a picture of that little Moore Baby Bomb on the Guitarno's Instagram. I can't like I know that the Electroharmonics Magnum Forty Four has been around for a long time. Yeah, but this is the size of a Moore pedal, and it's a thirty watt guitar amp. I mean, solid state guitar amp. You do say that, but we we've talked about this as well. The twenty two caliber, which is the first of those Electroharmonics pedals, that was also that sort. I mean, a little bit bigger than the Moore pedal, but it was the small EHX size. Yeah, and. I tried to use it live. It right. wasn't great. Okay. But I realised that that I mean that was probably 2011, so maybe 2010. So yeah, you know, there's 2010. A lot of time has passed between now and then, and I I really wanted it to work. That's yeah. the thing with the 22 caliber and the 44 Magnum that always sort of disappointed me. I really wanted them to work. I completely agree, and I never thought either of them quite cut it. Yeah, but the Moore Baby Bomb really, really did. I, I don't know if it was because I was using it in conjunction with the Head Rush, and of course the Head Rush has its own master volume where I can get a lot of kind of extra level from. But yeah, it was it was incredibly loud. I liked that the Moore Baby Bomb had like a, a couple of tone presets on there as well, like some global EQ change, just a warm or a bright, basically. Yeah. but it was nice that it gave me that option you know depending on what else i was going to i ran it into um a palmer 212 um with vintage 30s in it and the three of them together sounded absolutely great nice i loved that i could drag stuff around on a touch screen swap things out try different things i it i must have tried as you say it's like being in a room full of pedals i must have tried out 20 different things in the space of like a quarter of an hour trying to find out what i wanted and got there without you know messing around with sort of patch cables or changing it's basically it's literally no menus to drop like a phaser and you just click on the thing select i guess there is one menu but you're not going through like okay i want to change okay moving the menu along to this 
block that I want to affect. Then I want to find the modulation type. Uh, then I want to find modulation. Then I want to find the modulation type. It's just you just kind of click on it and then you just click chorus or yeah. phase or whatever. Exactly. And it's, it's done. It was it was so good. I really fell in love with the head rush when I was using it. But it's sort of I'd, I'd done a couple of tracks and there was something that required a bit of drive on it. And um, I had a, a go through the drives and I, I I it wasn't that I thought they were bad. It was that I thought they were consistently geared towards metal players. Yeah. And that wasn't what I wanted. And I found it really difficult to get anything that didn't sound just a little bit artificial and scooped. Yeah. Um, and, and this is, again, this is trying something in a 10-minute sort of space of time. I'm sure if I sat down with it, there probably are good sounds in there. But out of the box, no, the drives weren't cutting. And I thought, I know, I'll switch over to the Helix LT and I can probably grab all the things that I've already done and I'll I'll be able to get some better quality drives because you'd said the drives were better on there. Half an hour later, I gave up trying to work out how to add an effect on the Helix LT, and I went back to the head rush. Okay. Now I'm I'm an idiot. And, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> obviously, I quite, quite. But I think if you've ever listened to this podcast but, before, but the, no gravity, do your thing. But yeah, the yeah, Helix yeah. LT is not idiot proof, and that's not a problem. That's not a problem at all because you obviously should read a manual to use something. But I was, but I was like. I didn't even feel that it was intuitive. I was like, surely the most obvious thing you want to do here is add an effect in the manual setting. And I couldn't work out how to do that. Now, I know there was probably a really obvious way around to do it. And I still think the Helix probably is a better product. And I went in thinking this is easily going to be the better product. But for having a load of fun and just plugging something in and being able to do whatever I wanted, I thought the head rush was absolutely cracking. I definitely had more using the two together, like you say. I definitely had more fun using the head rush. I think I was more satisfied with the sounds of the because, like you say, the head rush is. It seems the drives, and we haven't actually put the latest patch on there, so maybe they've added some new yeah. sounds. But um, there's more variety in drives, and it's geared more to what I want to use on the LT, right? Um, which is fairly low the LT, gain drives generally yeah the LT definitely has loads more on it one thing I did find with the head rushes I was like I, I didn't feel that I didn't feel that a lot of the patches were named very well yeah um, and I was you know going into modulation and there's like vibrato PF vibrato L vibrato SM I'm like, I I don't know what the difference is. I'm just going to have to press all of these and, and, and try them out. Give them a listen. Like, I'd much rather you came up with some, like most people do, come up with a clever way of naming it like the thing that you're yeah, imitating yeah. so that I can work it out. That's, like, yeah, just call it the uh, phase the, 80. Well, yeah, yeah. Complete, exactly well, that's that. Most, that's what Kemper do. Yeah. You know, like, and, and that's kind of sort of, I think most people do do that. So it was a bit like, oh, I don't really... I don't really know what any of these things are doing, so yeah. um, that that was a shame. But yeah, you um, you took some guitars with you. I did. Yeah. What did you um, What did you take? Uh, well, I, t- I took a lot of stuff actually, like from my own collection as well. I, I literally packed the City Go to the absolute full capacity. Okay. Also, Emma uses like what three or four synths, four synthesizers, and a drum machine. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, she was pretty annoyed because she was like, "Oh yeah, you can come along and maybe do some guitar." And I was like, "Oh great, yeah, brilliant. I'm gonna bring some stuff. I'm gonna bring literally like a small warehouse worth of things." So I brought because I brought a lighting rig as well and all the all the other camera gear. But music equipment wise, I brought two um, pedal train Novo thirty two soft cases filled with pedals I took the boards out and just filled them with pedals <laughs> okay so a two Novo 32s which is the second biggest I think yep. uh, well no there's the Pro and the Terror isn't there so the third largest pedal board so two of those um, plus four or five guitars um, so uh, guitars wise I took the Fidelity yep um, which I thought was absolutely splendid and I used it for a lot of the pedal demos I was doing and one thing that I found um, was that it was out of everything I brought it was the most versatile yeah um, because those the the pickup uh, selections on there I, I, I'm, do you remember the name of the pickups that are in there they're, they're Montes I remember no they're not Montes I they're do this every Mojo time Joe. they're Mojo pickups yeah but um, uh, I can't remember there's one they're both kind of Gretsch style yeah thing? but the, the the bridge humbucker you can split yeah and, and run it it's a bladed humbucker and you can run it as single coils as well so uh, and, and you've got the the, the uh, kind of microphone topped 
neck pickup yeah like a foil yeah style pickup um and i it and um, with a four-way selector which actually meant you had a hugely sort of broad palette of tones which was great because that's I, I needed depending on what i was using you needed a different sort of tone and, and it was wonderfully versatile for that and i thought incredibly incredibly playable i was really impressed with the quality of that one and i brought the sterling james valentine yeah which was also a great guitar um that was brilliant i brought um the st vincent i used that on a couple of things uh my gibson es175 and i brought the yamaha bb734 Oh yeah, as well, which we talked about briefly Bloody last hell. week. Yeah, yeah so no I wonder she was pissed off. You. <laughs> she was as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great, and I, 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 I think that fidelity might have just had it for me. As right, like, okay. I just couldn't put it down. It was so much fun to play. I mean, it's quite a lot more expensive than the other guitars, of apart course. from your one seven five. Yeah. Um, it's quite a lot more expensive than the other guitars that you mentioned there. But um, yeah, I, I really like the fidelity stuff. I think, like you say, playability wise, it's fantastic yeah um interesting well i look forward to hearing the recording yeah. and obviously we're seeing guitar notes bits trickle out on the instagram i think is the main yeah, exactly place. go to the instagram um, we're uploading loads of cool stuff on there we're going to be putting loads of little uh demos of the effects on there as well as kind of you know just cool photos of all the gear that we got but i have to say that coming back to that baby bomb what perfect time to release that product at a time when the helix and the head rush the new moore thing you know yeah. with, uh, you can get that you can get that moor pedal with the with the baby bomb yeah so they do that's like your a, whole amp that's yeah. your whole setup for, that's yeah, they do so like a cool. little modeling pedal don't they and the yeah. baby bomb and then you're you're set that's that's it that's so cool talking of more one thing that you did a video on on the instagram was the ocean machine yeah what's the uh, what's the vibe on the ocean machine so the this is the devon townsend ocean machine now something that we've been teased it's been teased for what feels like years i think we may have even thought about including it in gear of the year last I'm year i'm sure we because it was an, it, it was announced i think but not but we never saw it exactly yeah so it's actually a fantastic product just because um as with so many of these things when you get sort of an art an artist um model version of something it seems to be far more rather than trying to do everything this is trying to do specific things that are really really useful in a modern context so it's are you disparaging the weapon the digitech weapon by uh, dan donegan from disturbed yeah yeah that was a that was a bad pedal but the uh the ocean machine is a multi-effects delay and reverb yep so you can run it in two ways you can run it using its presets um whereby you have uh you'd be banking up and down with two of the switches and the third one acts as a tap tempo or you can run it um, in the manual mode, in which case you get a reverb and two delays. So the three foot switches deal with each one individually. Yeah, yeah. You have a set of rotary controls for each thing. But they're so... The amount of kind of... Because it has reverb styles, delay styles yeah, yeah. on there. And the amount and type of effects are so broad. So like on the reverbs, there's like um, driven reverb tails which sounded great yeah that, it was such a good idea on the which, demo that sounded really good yeah i loved those that, that was my favorite thing on the on on the reverb side of things but then there was also you had shimmer on there um you had all the things that you want from all the all the standard reverbs and then just a couple of like interesting extras that like modulated reverb and and yeah the, the driven one and then on the delays you had two of those but with some different settings on them the first one was kind of quite conventional it had some nice ones like some reverse delays some like ping pong ones if you're using a stereo output which you can do on all of them individually and then on the second delay it had these last few settings one of which was called rainbow oh, i wonder <laughs> what that could be <laughs> and i was i was amazed it actually it it did exactly that rainbow machine thing and i was like hold on so I can get a rainbow machine on a pedal that's... I don't know how much the Devon Townsend... I actually don't know. Is. I was going to ask, Jay. Could you just look it up and see what the ocean machine costs? But I, I can't imagine... It's uh, two, just shy of 200 quid. <laughs> so less money than a rainbow machine. Yeah. And, it, it, I mean, you don't have the, the broad range of controls that you do on the rainbow machine, but for getting that sort of weird oscillating, going up in pitch, tinsely reverb sound, yeah. that's like a nonsense sound for you to trigger in. I thought it was great. I wish it didn't look so rubbish. It looks very Moor. Um, no, it looks very Devon Townsend. It's like it's like royal blue with like cracked black 
sort of some cracking on it to make but it like, look like granite or something. The logo oh, is so cheesy. The logo, so I think, looks very more. It looks very uh, yeah. kind of Chinese pedal. Uh, whereas they could have classed it up a bit, I think, for the uh, yeah. for this one. It's kind of a go-to pedal for ambient guitarists, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's got all this stuff in it's it for you to muck around pounds. in. Yeah, absolutely. For a couple of hundred quid. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's a, a strong product. Really, really good. I think, actually, whilst it's obviously Devin Townsend, who is the reason that this pedal is is creative and interesting as it is, I also think that's going to be the, the reason that it won't sell. Totally. It's, uh, it's whilst he uses those sorts of things I don't think it's what he's known for I think the sort of people that want an ambient soundscape machine don't listen to Devin Townsend no I think it is what he's becoming known for you know I mean Strapping Young Lad was a long time, a long time ago, ago. Yeah, I mean I, right. I think of him as a metal guitarist yeah I, I don't think that's I'm not sure that everyone does anymore okay I, I kind of think he's transcended that he, a little he bit he has but he's still tacky he's still very tacky I don't know if he's tacky it's Careful, I mean, we might get him on the podcast I don't, one I don't, day. I don't, I don't really know. I, you know, I don't really listen to what he's done. But I, the people that I know who listen to what he's done are into more than just. It's not tacky metal. It's not yeah. tacky jazz. It's interesting and it's weird and it's um, it's weird for the sake of being weird. He's that's what he's that's what his thing has always been. Yeah. Like, I seem to remember there was a strapping young lad LP that was about that was like a concept record about a man with a beard. Like the whole thing. Was about this geezer's beard. I'm sure that's. I. I, I, I mean, that sounds very metal to me. I. I'm not at the time. Yeah. You know this. This that record probably came out in 2000 and 2001 or 2002 or something like that. You know, I feel. I, I think he's always been quite. I don't know. I, I. I like I say. I mean, I don't know a huge amount about him. I don't. Think I think that this I, pedal is. I'm, I'm really glad that this pedal exists. I think yeah. that it's something that's really interesting. Really not what you expect more to be doing and that in itself I think is fantastic because they keep doing all this weird stuff absolutely like bringing out 10 preamp pedals <laughs> like who saw that coming and yeah. then this and then a a, um, uh, a helix type pedal yeah, you know I, I think they're doing I think they're doing good stuff they are I, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt with, what, the, with the Devin Townsend pedal what category do you think the baby bomb will come in in gear of the year oh it's an amplifier yeah. It's absolutely an amplifier. Yeah, I guess pedals so. only uh, the only pedals that qualify for pedals. No, it, it definitely wouldn't count as a pedal. But I was wondering if it count as like an accessory or a weird no, it's amplifier, weird gear or something. But I think that's its best chance. What in amplifier? Yeah, I have. I mean, I th- I think it's great. I think it's absolutely. There's been very stonking. few new amps this year. I just so. think it's so on the money. Like, yeah, here's a power amp. Now that everyone is using preamps on the floor, yeah, here's a power amp. Yeah, cracking. I, I have a feeling it. It might have won, like, best amp. I'm sure I remember reading somewhere it won best amp somewhere this year. Wasn't it the what, MIA Awards, maybe? I, it might have been the MIA Awards. Oh, yeah, I, can't, yeah. I can't remember. I'm, I was just trying to have a quick look. Um, speaking of cool gear, let us know if it did win, by the way, Jay. Um, I will. I, uh, I ventured into GAC at the, uh, the weekend to go and have a look at a couple of bits. Um, primarily the Epiphone SL. Uh, yes. Ellis Paul SL. What colour? Uh, they actually had a few of them. Um, they had the green one and the blue one. Didn't have the yellow, which I was disappointed about. So Sold through. Cool, yeah. Sold, Sold through in the first couple of days that we got them. Yeah. Um, £89 and very impressed, really. I mean, it feels like a cheap guitar, but yeah. it doesn't feel any worse than, say, the... Uh, when Les Paul Special 2s were like £120. The construction-wise, obviously, is, you know, it's a bolt-on neck Les Paul, which is never my favourite. But how much is an affinity strap? Exactly, exactly. You know, it's it's definitely, it's, it's... at the right price point, or you know, if it's fe- better than right fe- price yeah, point, yeah, it feels very good for the money. If these were 150 quid, we'd be saying the same thing. Yeah, if I think if they were one nine pounds, yeah, if they were one four nine, you'd still go. Oh, that's a neat novelty. That's kind of the right price. And then 89 pounds, actually thinking about it, is a bit of a is a bit of a bargain. You could buy, you could buy two for the same price as Notion Machine. That is true. And have change. That is true. Um, and it sounded pretty good. Um, those single coils just sound a bit thin. You know, there's single coils on a kind of bolt-on Les Paul. Uh, 
I think intentionally sound kind of thin. They're definitely aiming for the kind of like pawn shop market, aren't they? Like the yeah. kind of uh, you know, here's a here's something very basic. If you want to do some mods to it, you can. Um, but yeah, for eighty nine quid, it is a bit of a bargain, really. And without doubt, the colours are super super cool. So the thing that I really liked about them when I actually saw them up close was was the finish. Yeah. Um, because it, it's something you've said about Epiphone uh, before, but um, it always they always come out looking like they just spent a little bit too long in the lacquer shop. Yeah. Um, almost as if they made the guitars too small and made up for the space in yeah fifth and sixth coats. But these are have a really thin coat of paint on them, which I think actually looks really tasteful. Like the grain of the wood comes through. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. I, I, I just think that looks really good. I think it makes them look a bit more premium for what it's worth yeah i very much get that kind of like pawn shop vibe from them you know and if you want i think if someone came to me and said how can i spend a hundred pounds on guitar stuff right now i don't think there's anything i could offer that would be better no. than that i think the i had a quick look at the squire mustangs as well um and they're what 114 pounds bullets the squire the, mustang but, yeah mustang bullet um and they also look very good and i think if you're off of the fender persuasion um, that's a very very good way of spending 115 quid. Um, but they, uh, yeah, I, I still think for 89 pounds, the uh, the Les Paul SL is very impressive. Yeah, just absolutely. a cool thing, you know. Like, there's very th- few guitars in and around the sort of 100 150 pound mark that if you already own nice guitars. Why would you buy them? You know, Dan Electros, as we've seen recently, are kind of quite a bit more expensive than that now. You can't kind of get them at a kick around price. Um, classic vibes have gone up quite significantly. So there's only really those two from the main manufacturer, from the you know bigger manufacturers that kind of fall in that price point and are any good. So yeah, yeah eighty nine pounds I think is. Um, Bit of a steal, yeah. Really, I completely agree. Um, did I see anything else? We, well, we talked well, about talked about it before we started podcasting. I saw the uh, the Marshall uh, the Jubilee, the sh- small Jubilee head, yeah. Um, which I forget the exact name of it, but they're a GAC exclusive. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. What's the What's the deal with those? Uh, um, you don't I, know. I don't you, know. You should know. <laughs> I your, really don't know. You should know your GAC exclusive products. Uh, Basically, it was a small, uh, like a half-sized Jubilee head that you could drop down to five watts. Right. Um, and it was done in a kind of, um, I think the exclusive part of it is that it's done in a kind of uh, like JTM style box rather than the JCM style. Yeah. Um, so it looks super cool as well. And um, I got to plug it in and it sounded absolutely phenomenal. Um I don't know about pricing and stuff. I think it was about £800, something like that. I assume you're going to find the details now. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> Good. I I'm glad I've always got you to, uh, <laughs> to rely on stats-wise. Um, but that was cool. I've not heard anything from Marshall that I've kind of liked for a long time. And, hey, Marshall um, made the best stuff. And uh, that was really, really nice. Something that they should be pushing, you know. Do you know, um, out of all the things I tried out this weekend, you know, I, I've been saying I think it's the Helix versus the Head Rush. Yeah. I think in the pedal category, I think we might have another drive war. Okay. Because you know how we're all about the the Hudson Electronics yeah. broadcast. Yeah. And oh, Did that come out this year, by the way, the broadcast? Uh, I think so, yeah. Actually, the guy's studio that I went to, he bought one of those broadcasts off the back of us talking okay. about it. I thought you were about to say off the back of a lorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, he bought one, you know, because we were singing its praises and... I brought down the Echo Line Everest drive, yeah. which we both uh, had a go on whilst we were there. And he was like, damn, maybe maybe competition. I think it's going to be super close. Okay. Because I was like, I think the broadcast might be the best drive pedal I've ever heard. But that, the Echo Line Everest drive, and I know Echo Line have won before. And we're sort of, you know, you're probably not supposed to have the same brand win twice. Unless they pay us, but um, <laughs> but they laughed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the uh, I spat my tea on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> but the Everest drive was absolutely sublime. I put a little bit of a uh, a demo on the Instagram of the Echoline Everest drive, along with the Meris Polymoon yeah. and the Earthquaker devices. Um, data corruptor. Data corruptor. <laughs> I saw that. That was a. Did you choose that simply because of the colour scheme of the pedals? Yeah. So yeah. you took you took one pedal that was like sublime, and yeah. then you took it to the absolute ridiculous. Yeah. What I, what I thought was really um, 
disappointing about that video was you were you you set up and you you played the first pedal. Oh, that sounds really nice. And I saw the data crop to there, and I thought, hang on a sec, those have been two really classy sounds. I wonder if Joe. Little did I know. Of course, Joe hadn't found a nice, usable little, uh, little sweet little demo video. That's not how there. he works. No, he's all no, about, no, no. He's all about he lo- the crazy I can't sounds. believe. After being mates for this long, I still get lulled into this false sense of security by yeah, Joe Brandon. Yeah. Well, listeners, you should absolutely check out the Meris Polymoon. It's a, a, a really interesting, unique-sounding um, delay. Like a really interesting take on delay. The controls are, are, are really strange and unusual as well. It'll make you do new things with delay that you you know you you wouldn't normally try and do uh, obviously the everest everest drive is is absolutely gorgeous sounding and then yeah the data corruptor is just the most non we spoke about it last week didn't yeah, we? but yeah, it's the it's most nonsensical pedal ever my favorite comment on that post actually was someone was like i love how the first two pedals were like tasteful and subtle you know and and sort of like beautiful sounds and then the earthquake pedal comes in it's, and it's all like oh hey guys how's it going we running a party which was an excellent assessment of exactly what the uh, the data corruptor is I'm glad that I uh, post process this podcast after we record it because otherwise <laughs> someone's going to have broken headphones sorry indeed um, with that should we dive into a big old swimming pool sized uh, I'm thinking the, the news this week is like the what the news okay. this week is like you know uh, the pool truck from the Simpsons where, you know, they've got... It's an impressive swimming pool, but it's quite small because it's on the back of a truck. So should we dive into a big old pool truck-sized swimming pool of... News! That was good. Maybe we should get something... Maybe we should get a little soundboard made up so you don't do it every week. We'll just capture some really good ones and put it in. Can we just (laughs) capture some... Classic Joe Brandon soundbite, so, and then I don't have to let him in the house every Yeah, week. that sounds good. That Why don't you just move better. and we won't tell him? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, sounds uh, sounds good. Um, first up, some brand new guitars um, from Gordon Smith. So this is an announcement that we've kind of all been waiting for for a little while, I think. I love Gordon Smith. Since um, it was announced that Blackstar had taken them over and, and uh, you know, sort of taken them under their wing, them and Alden, I think, is the uh, yeah. acoustic. Auden. 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 Um, because if I remember correctly, Gordon Smith sort of got bought out by Auden, and then yeah, Blackstar bought them all because they all live in they're all in Northamptonshire. Well, so Gordon Smith basically were going under, yeah, and then yeah, Auden bought the name, and I think production moved to the Auden factory something. But like it's, that. it's all it, they're all fairly close to each other, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. But anyway, I think we we've sort of been expecting an announcement from Gordon Smith for a little while, but this is. This is something. I tell you what. This is like a Nam style release that yeah. they've just they've just dropped in in one hit. So there are they've announced seven new models of guitar. Although okay. they're not really new models because they're kind of based around the uh, classic GS1, GS2 stylings that well, we all know and love. And also, you can basically get Gordon Smith to make you whatever you want. Yeah, so. for sure. But these do appear to be. Um, uh, the, as well as them doing their custom shop stuff, this is them going down the route of, I, I, I guess, doing some production line stuff. Because a lot of the, um, a lot of the uh, descriptions of these, they do just list the one color. Okay. So I guess they're going to be production line, which probably is able enables them to keep the cost down a little bit. I don't know, but I'll just zoom through some of the specs here. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So this is their heritage line. First of all, there's the GS1 heritage, which is the guitar that you, if you know anything about Gordon Smith, this is the guitar that you're kind of picturing. Yeah. So mahogany body, uh, single uh, GS1, um, Gordon Smith humbucker, uh, twenty four point six two five. Okay. Uh, scale length, which is seems very strange. Okay. But uh, but yeah, cool. So into that. Um, next along is I'm just gonna fire through these first ones because it's kind of you know what we what we know and love with Gordon Smith GS160. So yes. this is a single cut Les Paul Junior style guitar. Um, it's um, it's actually tulip wood body. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, which I was, so I was having a quick read on what that was whilst Joe was talking about something boring, and it's um, it. it, it one of one part of the description says that it is tulip wood, and the other part says that it's poplar. And I just did a bit of googling to be like, okay, is this just Gordon Smith sort of saying, oh, it's tulip wood, when actually all it is is poplar? But actually, tulip wood is uh, also known as yellow poplar, and is not actually related to the poplar poplar family of trees in the slightest. Weird. Um, it's uh, sort of become a slang term because. Yellow poplar, um, sorry, tulip wood trees grow to about the same height as poplar trees, and people used to get confused. They go, that's a normal one, that's a yellow one. Absolutely, right, yeah. Okay. So, um, but yeah, tulip wood. So I don't know what that sounds like. So I'd be, I'd actually be quite interested to hear that. Um, and then that's got Gordon Smith P90. Yes. Moving on, there's then the Gordon Smith GS2 Heritage, which is kind, um, which is kind of like a, uh, I, I guess, a slightly flashier version of the GS1. Um, but uh, they it's two pickup. That's the main thing. It, I not guess. with not with the GS2. Not with this one here. As far as I can tell, this is. Oh yeah, sorry, it's two pickup. <laughs> I'm just sorry, literally I, looking at a picture. I had the, yeah, I had the, the, I had I was, hidden. I was just thinking, am I going actually mad? No, I'm little, going actually mad. There's a sorry, picture of a guitar with two yeah, pickups. Is two? That's what the. Is that what the one and the two stand for? I believe for? so, is yes. It? Okay, cool. So uh, that's that. Then moving on. Yeah, I think that is what the one and the two stand yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Just total mind melt there so moving on there's now moving into some of the newer models so the gs2 deluxe heritage so they've actually made a deluxe for quite a while okay um which is the bound it's a flame top basically yes. bound top and i think you could always get could rosewood you? or maple board right okay i didn't realize that so this just to give a quick rundown of this mahogany body with a uh, maple cap uh, again, GS Humbucker, and then you've got a brass nut and the ability to coil split on this with, uh, and it's also got like a Goto bridge. But one of the things I was reading about while I was um, just reading up on these guitars, apparently Gordon Smith pioneered the technique of coil splitting. Really? That's what this says. Yeah, that's what this, this press release said. In the 70s, they were the first ones to do it. And interestingly, they still have the same pickup winding machine. And all the guitars that you buy from them, it's the same machine that they've been using since 1974. Wow. That's interesting. Because they're obviously one of the unique things about Gordon Smith is they're one of the only companies, or historically have been one of the only companies, to make the pickups for yeah. the... And they've always offered, you know, if you want to get a Seymour Duncan or if you want to get a whatever, we can we can always order those in. Um, but we recommend you stick with the Gordon Smith pickups because we make them alongside making the guitars. So um, yeah, quite a yeah, quite a cool factor. It doesn't surprise me that they've still got the the same pickup winding machine. Yeah, completely. Um, so then uh, another model of theirs, which is one that was new to me actually, is the Graf Deluxe. I think oh, yeah. have you seen this before? It yeah. kind of it's got one a bit of, of slightly more modern ones. It's got a bit of a Wolfgang thing going on. Yeah, kind of like a weird telly kind of top part. So the where the the horns, as it were, are it's kind of telly, but then it goes into a kind of Les Paul Junior body shape. Yeah, but very much a uh, very much like a modern look and modern yeah. feel um, to it. So that is a mahogany body. With a spruce cap and a pommel top, 
So it's like a three piece. What's pommel? Pommel is, I guess, looking at it, it look. I didn't get around to looking up what that was, but looking at it, it looks like a kind of flame maple type material. Is that what they make pommel horses out of? Uh, not flame, sorry, bird's eye maple. Uh, is it what they make? Probably originally. I don't Maybe. know. I don't Maybe. know what pommel means. Maybe it's really hard wearing and that's what they make pommel, why they made pommel horses out Maybe. of. Maybe. So um, that's that. The other interesting thing about this in comparison to the rest of the Gordon Smith line is it's actually bolt on rather than set neck like the rest of them. So this is their take on Fender pretty much, isn't it? Because yeah. pickup wise, I don't know if you said already, but humbucker in the bridge and strat style angled pickup in the neck. So. Yeah. I guess it's probably more fendery. I guess so, yeah. And that's how it looks. It's bolt on neck, maple board yep. with that single coil in the neck. Yeah. Guess they're going for a slightly thinner sound on this one. Absolutely, yeah. And again, you've got uh the Goto bridge and coil split in the humbucker. Um and then the last one, which is the one that has uh really interested uh, oh sorry, there's two more. Um there's the graduate, which is is a again a kind of a almost I don't know. It's a bit more plush looking, a little bit more regal. Again, I'd say. I, I, to be honest, I hadn't looked at this list before you read it out, but I think these are all models that they've always done. I guess it'll make sense if they're called the Heritage Series. Exactly. I think that's the point of it. Um, because the graduates you would see all the time, they were kind of the guitar that Gordon Smith always made that you no one ever bought, really. Because right. everyone won. All people that I know, I should say, bought GS1s and GS2s because they were punk rockers who wanted, you know, Les Paul Juniors, singles and double cuts. Yeah. Um, but then I have seen quite a few of these. I've seen more of these in, like, custom finishes. Right, um, okay. Where people have gone, yeah, I want the highest spec one and I want to get it in blue burst yeah, or green sure. burst or whatever. So I've always seen these in weird colours. But this new, like, vintage sunburst one looks fantastic. Yeah, and uh, so, again, this is spruce cap and pommel top, so a bit of a uh, thicker body there. Um, mahogany neck and ebony board nice so Swag. yeah really really like What's the price point on these I know so this is twelve nine nine. this guitar in pounds so again I mean that's that's a fantastic piece of piece of guitar it's for not, that money. not mega money is it and it, no for, for people who you know are not going to go and look this up afterwards I guess the closest point of comparison would be like you know like Ibanez Musicians I guess that would be or the yeah. the AR T series, yeah. Is it? That's I actually thought it looked a bit like. Um, do you remember when Gibson went for a phase of doing uh, the um, yeah the three three five S? It's got that. Yeah, I mean, don't compare it to that guitar though, because well, that's no. one of the worst Gibsons ever I made. Quite, I didn't How mind dare it. you? No, not good, not good. They do. They actually look a bit more like when Gibson did the Les Paul standard double cuts. It's got yeah, that kind yeah, of vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, still that, that kind of thick body and still carved maple top rather yeah. than. You know, Les Paul Junior style, but and, and binding, of course. Yeah, which, yeah, exactly. Which sort of accentuated that. Um, the last one is the GS One Thousand. Best um, one. This is such a good. This guitar. is fantastic, yeah. and this I think is oh, a yes. new design. Yeah, this is a this limited, is, limited to did run. Is it limited? <laughs> I think it's just special edited. Oh, really? So this, they say, is a modern interpretation of the classic Gordon Smith design, which says to me that it's a uh, like a modern GS1, a GS1000, if you will. Well, we were talking to the guys at Gordon Smith about this particular guitar, because they had these at the London Guitar Show. Yeah, London International London Guitar Inter- Show. Ligs. 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 Um, don't say Ligs. Um, <laughs> and cut off my Ligs. They were saying that uh, the reason this came about is because one of the guys at Blackstar actually specced this guitar. Yeah. Um, and then they went, oh, that's, that's really, really nice. Really good. Should we just make those yeah. all the time? So um, give us the rundown of what it is. So um, Brazilian cedar body and neck with rosewood board. Um, I don't know what Brazilian cedar is, but it sounds light. Yeah, and I've, I seem to remember. <laughs> I don't know. I seem, to, I seem to remember picking this guitar up. It was and it fairly was quite light. light. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so Brazilian cedar neck and body, rosewood board, um, gloss front, but satin back and yeah. sides, and it looks wicked. It does look really good, and it looks great. In they do, so they do four colours with this. Um, they have got black, uh, vintage white post box red yep. and uh, the one that looks absolutely wonderful in the uh, pictures here is uh, pillar box blue at, yes. um, at Lee's no, clipper, clipper blue sorry blue. clipper blue at Leagues they had the uh, post box red one yeah it looked really good oh my god I don't generally like red guitars but that was absolutely it was great. really nice and and again it's got that that Gordon Smith humbucker in yeah. there I love this I love just these flat tops with with a natural 
sort of sides and back bound on yeah. the top it just looks so it's the binding good. the binding is the thing that it sets really accentuates off. it out and I just think that this looks it looks fantastic I can't and believe it's, these are 999 yeah uh, it's under a thousand pounds which is it's a lot of money but when you compare yeah. to what you would pay for um, a Gibson of the equivalent yeah absolutely value I mean what's a Les Paul studio nowadays well this is more in line it's with more the junior than, isn't yeah it? I suppose it's more in line with the junior yeah well, the juniors actually the juniors are reduced at the moment to 799 oh, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the 2016 juniors but the um, but yeah like like they'd normally be way more the the reason I like this guitar in particular and having seen a lot of Gordon Smith guitars going to uh, various punk rock gigs for the last 20, 20 years, um, 15, 20 years, um, is that before you only really had the choice of, you know, the basic ones, GS1s, GS2s, which are, they're not the most exciting looking guitars because pretty much the only colour they've done is like a dark mahogany yeah. colour. And that's, well, you that's can all, have it in any colour. You can do, of course. But, but if you get it in the natural colour, it's it was like 599. Well, and also, uh, you know, you could get any colour, but there was no definition, so they just do the whole guitar in like red, yeah. um, which personally I didn't think looked very good. I think the mahogany one was the way to go. And then, of course, you had things like the Graduate, which are like super fancy, you know, like flame tops, gold hardware, you know, carved tops with edge binding um, and loads of kind of bling what I like about these is that they fall somewhere in the middle um, because they're like a bit fancier than the bog standard ones yeah. which you know I don't want to use the term poo brown but they are <laughs> like they have been a bit they are a bit poo brown um, and these are a nice kind of flat top Les Paul Jr you know with the kind of amazing Gordon Smith build quality but they look a bit fancier than the basic model yeah. I think it's a really really smart bit of design um, really well put together yeah, and at absolutely. the right price yeah, as well definitely they always are they always are I think we'll see I hope we're going to see a lot uh, loads of good stuff from Gordon Smith this year or next year now that they've got sort of they seem to be being represented properly because I, I just think they're a great brand making the right products at the yeah. moment affordable cool vintage looking workhorses loads of good history loads yeah. of good history to play off as well so it was underutilised I think for a long time yeah, it's good to, see him, good to see him back Joey B do you want to hit us with a quick new pedal roundup because we've got, got pedals from um, quite a few different brands this yeah, week so that we've got so three three pedals uh, coming out this week we've got Frederick FX uh, Dunlop and One Control have all uh, have all released something Frederick FX um, who are fantastic we've spoken about uh, Frederick effects a lot before but um, seriously like go check out their website they do so much stuff they must have like 40 pedals in their range most of them are, are, are like sub 200 pounds and you can get some really interesting unique things there we've, we've spoken about like the the utility percolator uh, on the podcast a load of times but um, yeah I, I love their effects they're yeah. like simple proper effects like they're not spending all their time on like artwork and design they're just really good robust probably the effect. most robust pedal housing I've ever seen you don't obviously with kind of die cast boxes and stuff they tend to you know they all are pretty much the same yeah and then you get this and it's They're built in a completely different way yeah it's like pressed aluminium yeah um, and it's yeah they look you well, they just—they are very, very sturdy, and the effects are really good as well. Obviously, yeah, exactly. a lot of uh, thought gone into the design and, and sounds. So the bug crusher is the a bug crusher. Yeah, that's the that's the the newest release, which is um, a two control. Um, uh, it's they, they're very with their description of it. They're very they like explaining things technically on their website, and obviously we I've, I've watched the demo, but we haven't sort of got our hands on it yet. They're they're very keen to emphasise that it's not a bit crusher despite being called the bug crusher um <laughs> it's yeah the, it's uh it's a sample rate reducer which for all intents and purposes, is exactly the same thing now they go into some tech as to why yes those those, those things are different um, it's not the same thing but no. yes it, the outcome probably for most people will yeah. be very similar so it's like uh, so it's a bit uh, it's like a more usable bit crusher yeah. essentially so a super modern like really heavily gated fuzz yeah uh, but one of the things that they've said in this is it's it's really useful for bassists because unlike a lot of bit crushers um it uh the the uh low frequencies pass through uninhibited so you can get that sort of really tight really gated synthy sound without sacrificing all your 
you're, you're low end, which is great. That's actually super useful. That yeah. makes this quite exciting because that's kind of one of the number one things with like those modern fuzzes is, man, if you're a bass player, unless you were playing it in like a solo section, if there's going to be any, any guitars or anything else or even like a kick drum, you know, going on, it's, yeah. it's going to sort of drown you out a little bit because you become so squashed. So that's super cool if it lets... Um, you know, if, if it's so usable for bass. But yeah, super cool looking, simple. Like if you want a modern fuzz with simple controls, then, you know, this could well be something to look at. I really enjoyed the, the demo video they put up. I think it's a cool sounding pedal. Um, we've got from Dunlop, they have, they, they've released uh, the Way Huge Drive. Very simply named for... Yeah, so very weird because obviously Way Huge is the brand and the pedal is literally yeah. just called Drive. When no. you know, consider consider the other pedals from Way Huge, the Fat Sandwich yeah. um, drivers seems a little bit reserved. Yeah. Well, it's because it's a simple drive pedal. It's a drive pedal with a volume, a drive, and a tone setting. So it's your your absolute um, sort of standard format drive pedal. But I'm really excited about this one. I've got really into drives recently. I think mainly because of the broadcast and the Everest, and it's made me excited about drives again for the first time in a long time. So I'm excited to hear this. They've got some ludicrous, like flowery description of what this uh, what this pedal is going to be. And I tell you what, flowery is the right word to use because the artwork on this pedal is absolutely phenomenal. It does have that sort of um, blue flower vibe going on, like yes. uh, like the. The telly it's and strat. Weird. It's weird that it's just called the drive, though. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, they've gone for this kind of like, um, almost looks like um, the wave. I forget the artist behind the wave, but it's that j- traditional Japanese yeah. artwork, basically. Yeah. Um, and it's got like a kind of uh, Japanese figure and uh, Japanese orchid. Uh, orchid? Uh, like um, petals and stuff, you know, like um, flowers blooming on the yeah. tree and stuff yeah, exactly. like that. Um, and then it's just called drive yeah but I, oh yeah i know the, the artwork does seem at such juxtaposition to what the pedal is it looks great but i think the pedal looks phenomenal yeah and you know i i'm i'm excited to hear what this sounds like i think this could be a a, a cracking a, a new a real new contender in like if you're going to be ballsy enough to just call your pedal drive i think that might be because there's something proper special about yeah, it you know definitely. that this is going to be quintessential and it's going to make people excited to hear it so i'm i'm really looking forward to to getting our hands on one because I think that's going to be cool, and the uh, the third uh, the third product um, this is maybe the the least exciting a totally cool product but uh, one control um, have uh, released a new Honeybee Overdrive now yeah the the Honeybee Overdrive already exists it's already a pedal this is an update for that but the the Honeybee Overdrive um, is kind of a, a well respected and 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 sought after um, drive pedal again like a, a super simple like three control. Um, drive pedal um, the only thing that changes with this you obviously you have your, your gain and your volume but um, previously on the honeybee what they always had they had a, a, con- a control that I think was called nature and uh, it was just it was just like a, a treble cut right uh, and on the new update they've changed it to a treble boost but they've introduced a switch now where you have uh, switches between modern and vintage which will switch you between the original honeybee drive and the new modern version of it they've also added a few decibels onto the onto the volume as well so it's a little bit louder it's based an update it's an upgrade of a previously very successful and sought after pedal so cool one controller a bit of a company to watch actually they're doing some really interesting things and i don't know if enough people kind of know about them um but yeah this um this looks neat and what i've noticed from kind of following their stuff is that they do fairly regular updates to their pedals and they also their pedals don't look particularly fancy um but there's a lot of kind of cool tech stuff going on underneath the hood yeah um yeah one controller definitely a company to kind of keep an eye on for next year i think sounds great in sort of the you know the video demos from all you can tell from like a youtube video demo for a drive especially i think yeah it suffers the most when you're not hearing it in the room but yeah a great drive pedal i'm sure the update's going to be super cool definitely if you're looking for a new drive check out a honeybee Little weird thing about the uh, the Dunlop pedal. By the looks of things, you can get it in red or blue. Really? And there yeah. doesn't, doesn't appear to be any difference in the pedal apart from the artwork is red or blue. Oh, how am I supposed to choose? The, uh, the red, I think, looks really, really neat. But I want the blue. We, I just had a quick look. The and off the On the Dunlop website, when you click through from the red, it just takes you to the blue. 
and you can't then select the red. So I don't know if there's something. Maybe there's like region exclusives like Pokemon. Oh, maybe. Uh, maybe. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to catch them all. Very, very odd. Jay, there's one last thing that we wanted to talk about, and we're not sure if it's actually news, but mm. we're about to blow Joe Branton's little mind. Well, maybe, so, maybe this is news, yeah. or maybe this is something that he's going to say, I talked to you about this ages ago. So, listeners, there's no there's no illusion here that this is, you know, a lot of stuff we, we pre-planned. We this haven't is, actually told you what we're about no, to talk about. No, I have about. no idea what's about um, to happen. And now. we think it's new, because I've not seen this before, and it popped okay. up on the front page of Premier Guitar. How are you, you, you going to do this? Are you going to show me? It, gonna, no, here's what I'm going to say. Are going to screen gonna share? Say, I'm going to say two, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say three words to you. Okay. The first word, well, it's not really a word, but the first word is ESP. Right. The second word is Traveller Guitar. <gasps> That's two words. Yeah, it's two words. So I said it's three words. ESP Traveller Guitar. Okay. All right, you, you've piqued my. And interest. when I say traveler guitar, I don't mean please, the. Please. I don't mean the genre of traveler guitars necessarily. What I mean is the company and website Traveler Guitar. Yeah, I, I know about Traveler Guitar. ESP and Traveler Guitar have teamed up to release a traveler guitar. Oh my god! It's called the E. Uh, it's called the LTD EC One. And it, I'm just turning my computer around to show Joe. It looks like an eclipse. It looks like that classic matte black eclipse that everybody sees in every guitar shop. Joe's welling up, so I'm going to have to keep talking while he composes himself. <laughs> Joe, put your trousers back on. <laughs> so it's matte black with uh, like uh, yellow binding and gold hardware. It's got um, a... It also ES- comes in matte white as well. It also comes in matte white, who's our mate who's on holiday at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's um, single... Uh, active style like EMG looking but actually ESP designed passive uh, humbucker Um, you can plug headphones straight in there's a line out obviously comes with a uh, comes with a gig bag and is a full 24 and 3 quarter inch scale length because the strings wrap around around they wrap through the body and that you charge them, yep, charge them. You uh, you charge them up. You charge, charge them up. Yeah, yeah. You got to wind the strings to to get any. To uh, it's really like, charge them. Yeah, total wind up. I well, mean, um, that's phenomenal. So I I don't think this is new. Okay. Um, Have we talked about this before? I think I've looked at it before. Okay, but I'm I'm only like that's. I remember seeing a a, a, a collaboration between these two brands some time ago when I was when I think I was first discovering them. That it might well be that Matt Black's kind of a new finish. I'm pretty sure I've seen the white one before. Nonetheless, that's absolutely wicked. Yeah. Like what? Like what more could you want from a traveling? Well, I tell you what more. I want it to fold. But other yeah. than that. <laughs> Other it's, than that, so what stick you my guitars fold. What they're saying on here is that it's 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 actually uh, it's twenty four and a, and whatever it was I said twenty four and three quarter inch scale length. But it's um, the the distance between the nut and the bridge is the same as on a regular guitar. Oh, it's just bent round. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's so good. So oh, do, I would. But love. surely the bridge that shouldn't make any difference. Surely, okay, so the strings themselves, so you use regular strings basically yeah. is what they're saying because the strings anchor round the back of the body. Yeah. yeah. But the scale length of the guitar is from the bridge to the nut. Oh, wait, that's what scale length means. Yeah. So it might, it can't be that shorter guitar. Well, no, it's 24 and 3 quarter inch scale well, That's length, what I'm saying. Which is a regular ESP. The body's the Yeah, short I guess bit, the body is the and small And there's no headstock. Yeah, yeah. There's no headstock. So, yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I really. Oh, no, want it is an to active get... pickup. My apologies. Oh, it is a. Uh, it's an oh, ESP. So ESP active pickup. I really want to get one of these, and I want to get one of the new Snapdragons, and I want to sort of put them both through the paces. Is Snapdragon the one that folds in half? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Oh, they're so good. The Snapdragon ones. The the new matte finish Snapdragon. Guitar. Oh, all I care about is travel guitars now. Everything else is pointless. <laughs> Don't get it. Joe it v. makes me feel like. A traveling giant. Man, I feel like a traveling giant. I mean, we could just sort of boot you out from everywhere and then you will just have to travel and then your your dream of owning one of these guitars and actually using it could be fulfilled. Yep. I'm filming a video this week using a pig nose guitar running into every single Moore pedal. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> 
because but, clickbait. But when wait, you say every single more pedal, do you mean every single more pedal or every single more pedal that you have in stock? Yeah, every single more pedal that I have in stock. Right. Okay. Um, but the Pignose guitar's got an amp on it, so how are you going to use the effects? Uh, are you plugging back will, in? Because you don't have to run. Through, you, you can jack into sure. the uh, to the Pignose. So jack out of the Pignose. <laughs> so That's the worst gag. Too. Into all of the in, into all of the moor pedals, and I'm gonna run it into but one what? of the moor heads, um, into one of the Hotone cabs. But why choose that guitar? Just because it's small. Yeah. Okay. It's the smallest big rig. Yeah. It's the smallest big rig. That's the, that's the, what it's called. The gigable rig. Good. With that, I think we should wrap this episode up. Um, if you want to hear more, we're going to go over to Patreon and uh, record some more stuff. This week, I think we're going to answer some uh, listener questions from the Facebook page, uh, including Hunter's one about modern player Starcasters, yeah. David's about heavy distortion pedals, heavy. Um, Andy's about the guitar that got away, uh, and Connor's about Mark Hoppus basses. Something for Joe to see. Seek sink even his teeth into um, and we're also going to talk a little bit about Gibson in 2018 um, if you want to hear that do go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where from as little as one dollar a month you can support the guitar nerds podcast at the five dollar a month tier you get access to an extra half an hour of guitar nerds podcast every week where we do fun stuff that we wouldn't normally get away with on the guitar nerds regular podcast plus you get access uh, to the ongoing mini series Branton's Ranton um, two episodes of of this season so far what have you tackled so far uh so far we've tackled uh small pedal boards yep and how pointless they are and um we've you're tackled, right nobody needs pedals we've tackled uh how much i hate people who hate gibson indeed and what a rant that is you also get access to uh, the miniseries that matt is still recording matt in japan there's one episode left but if you do sign up, uh, you can obviously go back and listen to the entire thing and the first series of Branton's Ranton as well and everything that we've got up on Patreon. Um, there's a whole wealth of content there. There's like 100 hours or something crazy. Um, and at the $10 tier, you get all of that, plus you get your name read out by Joe Branton in one breath at the end of the podcast. We've got a new person this week, so make no, sure no. you read it nice and clear. Um, the more people who sign up for this, the harder it gets for Joe and uh, the funnier it gets for everyone, I think. You know, it's good. Um, so, yeah, this week uh, the, the podcast is executive produced by these fine people. Roberts, Derek Fitzer, Martin Cliff, Matt Davis, Eric German, Blake Wyland, Jake Gray, Christopher Lossett, Juan Zoria, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, Rob Nordwick, Ron Clark, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Carlos Matter, Steve Muggle, Blair Tom's Mark Ross, Brad Page, JD Thought, Andy McKenzie, Laurie Anster, Jack Godfrey, Paul Corrigan, Matt Quine, Will Stair, Scott O'Brien, Phil Thompson, Bull Gravit, Colin Anderson. He's starting to waver. <laughs> <laughs> so you can hear that Joe's struggling. Let's make him struggle even more. If you head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, you can add your name to that extensive list. You should also go to Twitter at guitar nerds. More importantly, at Guitar Nerds on Instagram where we're building quite a following um, we're doing pedal demos over there now so if you want to hear some of the stuff that we talked about earlier in the podcast you can go there and you can also go to YouTube youtube.com forward slash uh, Guitar Nerds videos plus I didn't even mention the Facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum where over 5,000 uh, Guitar Nerds fans Guitar Nerds listeners no, mate, not everyone knows and Literally. general whilst, Guitar uh, Nerd whilst people whilst we were podcasting Whilst we were podcasting, someone posted. Uh, Dave Lee posted on the group. Um, he's he's a, he's a, it was his first post. He's a new member, and he said, uh, "Hey all, it's been doing my head in. What's the intro music to the Branton rant on?" Wait, so For, he like, listens to, and he only just signed yeah, up. Patreon, exactly. and he's only just signed up to I the mean, group. It seems like a smart geezer, if yeah. you ask me. <laughs> yeah, like, he's here for the 
content and not the rubbish. And the the first comment, the first comment is someone going, "What the heck is Branton's rant on?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish that that was uh, I knew so little yeah. about it. Yeah, Unfortunately, this does not know it's a group for the podcast, despite the header of this group saying "Guitar Nerds Weekly Guitar Podcast" and YouTube channel. Yeah, I wish I was not complicit in the rant on, but unfortunately, someone has got to. Uh, you know, steer it in the right direction. Anyway, if you want to hear all that, go to the Patreon. But yeah, like I said, uh, go to the Instagram because we put a load of demos up there and head to the Facebook group and you can just, you know, join in the fun with 5,000 other guitar nerds. Thanks very much for listening this week and we will see you for the final episode of the year when hopefully we're going to have me, JB, JC and MK all together podding for one last episode before the Christmas break. It's going to be messy. Indeed. Thanks very much. We'll see you next time. Cheers, gang. Ta-ra. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.